you might be able to get round the fact that new author Jessica Rudd is the former PM Kevin Rudd's daughter, but anyone who reads her book Campaign Ruby will not be able to get round the astonishing parallel between recent events in political history and this debut novel, which features a female deputy who rolls her PM, takes over the job becoming Australia's first female PM and calls a snap election. The book was launched in Brisbane last night, but it was written well over a year before the events chronicled in her book were eerily played out in real life. And, of course, everyone is asking the question, how much did Jessica Rudd know or suspect while she was writing that. The book is a great read. It's a kind of Bridget Jones goes on the campaign style thing. It's light, it's funny, it's pacey. And Jessica joins us now. Hello. Hello, Gillian. Thank you so much for having me on the program. Fantastic to talk to you. I'm really enjoying the book. Thank you. I'm so glad. I've got to say, when you sit down and you put pen to paper or finger to keyboard or whatever it is, and you write a story like this, all you hope is to hear exactly what you just said. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I can tell you, my uh, my boss is enjoying it as well. We were having a we were having a chat about it yesterday, purely from an author's point of view. If you can put aside being a, a daughter for a minute, how did you feel when the events in in your book played out to an extent in in real life? Did you think, oh my God, all I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life is answering? questions about my paranormal abilities of prediction. Uh, Well, I'm no Paul the Octopus, uh, Gillian, but um, look, it was a bit gut-wrenching and a bit sickening at the time, to be honest, um, because, you know, I wrote this book 12 months ago. I started thinking about it even well before that. And um, and then in June this year, to be in Canberra, seeing this happen to my dad, well, it's not exactly the same, but pretty similar. It was kind of eerie and a bit spooky and a bit of a shock. But, you know, we we all just realised that this is this is a piece of fiction. See, I rang my publisher that morning and I said, you know, Michael, my book's coming true and I was really upset about it. And he just said, look, Jess, you didn't make this happen and I didn't, didn't make it happen. It's just a piece of fun. It's chiclet, as you say. And it must have been because it, it it's, it's a small part of the book that actually – that event, obviously, but it's what has gained the most focus and it hasn't hurt the sales. It's gone into its second print run. So that must feel so weird given that personally it obviously wasn't a particularly happy time for your family. It does feel a little bit weird because you're right, it is such a small part of the book. You know, this is a story about Ruby Stanhope and her adventures. She is a, a young banker, an English woman, loses her job in the financial crisis gets a bit drunk on Australian wine, buys herself a ticket to Oz and finds herself following this weird campaign trail. And what I've done is I've tried to share some of my insights into how campaigning works. And I want to, I really want to share, particularly with women, how exciting and and how much of an adrenaline rush politics can be, but only when you do it with a purpose, when you want to make a difference. It's hard to read the book and not, and and, and because it is such an uncanny uh, parallel to to not think that, and obviously you, you couldn't have predicted that, but not to think that you knew something that we didn't. No, I'm afraid not. I I knew nothing. When when I wrote the book, my dad was on pretty stratospheric approval ratings and um, doing really well. So, no, I had no idea it was coming. And I think, you know, no, very few people did. Um, it was a shock to a shock to the gallery in Canberra as well, and um, I'm I'm sure it was a surprise to people like you. And if not, can, would have been nice if you gave me a heads up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, where did the idea come from? Well, I was in London, living in London, and um, 
when the financial crisis happened, um, I was watching people in the banking sector and uh, I saw so many people losing their jobs. Um, and it, obviously something like that is devastating when it happens to you. But as a result of that, there were a number of people who had found themselves previously stuck in banking and, and stuck in careers that they didn't love and were therefore given the opportunity to think outside the square and do something completely different with their lives. And I wanted to capture some of that. Uh, the political narrative came from advice from an author friend of mine, uh, Kathy Lett, and she told me, write what you know. If you're going to write your first book, you need to write what you know. And I know politics. I've grown up around politics. I've seen it since I was four years old. My dad's been involved. So I just wanted to share some of the some of the the pace and the um, the exhilarating, uh, I don't know, the exhilarating buzz that you get from being on the campaign trail. And how, you must absorb so much, I guess, even um, even just vicariously, because just just the way that um, that Ruby sort of bumbles her way through, or the whole campaign in a lot of ways seems to be kind of you know bumbled bumbled through. It's hilarious. I don't know whether it's hilarious or concerning. Is how true to life <laughs> is that? Well, in in Ruby's case, the campaign is a very much a snap election. It's um, nobody. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody anticipated it at all um, that there was going to be an election. And so it was kind of policy on the run, which is not a particularly advisable way of running an election campaign. But um, I did that because I wanted to write this really exaggerated, over-the-top account of contemporary politics and, um, and put Ruby in it. I had a great time doing it. And Jessica, a caller has rung to ask, perhaps the book featuring a powerful woman could have been inspired by the fact that your own mother is is such a powerful figure. Was that in your mind? My mum is an extraordinary lady and has been really involved in uh, in sort of supporting me with this book. In fact, every single chapter as I finished it, I sent to her to read. But no, um, Gabrielle Brennan in my book is not inspired by by my mum, um, she's a she's a strong politician who um, who seizes an opportunity and takes over, and um, she's just someone I created out of thin air. As hard to believe as that might be. And I, I noticed that at the launch last night, both your mum and your dad were just were there and extraordinarily proud of you. But your father was quite on the defensive when the book came out initially and people obviously went straight to, I mean, as they would, straight to the the prediction about um, uh, the female deputy rolling her, her You reckon? PM. I thought he just said it's a bit of fun. Um, he said, I don't uh, know. He said, uh, well, I've, I've got him. Hang on. <laughs> Can I make a comment or two about my daughter Jessica's book? It's been the subject of some discussion of late. Can I just say to people... It's a novel. It's supposed to be a bit of fun. My daughter wrote this thing six to 12 months ago. And uh, as the proud father of a 26 going on 27 year old daughter, if anyone expects me to tell my daughter what to do with her life and what to do with her publisher about the publication of her book, they got another thing coming. So I'd strongly suggest that people just kind of loosen up and lighten up a bit as far as all that's concerned. I'm very proud of her and she's a great, great person. He obviously Isn't that is. the sweetest thing? Yeah. He's the loveliest dad, you know. I didn't even know he was going to do that. He rang me. I was on holiday with my husband in um, in Phuket um, and, you know, just before I uh, came out here and did this um, wonderful tour where I'm talking to people like you and 
um, dad rang and he said, uh, Jess, I've just done a press conference and I said something about your book. I'm like, really? <laughs> and um, uh, he told me what he said and I was just delighted. Yeah, he's just a proud dad. And yeah, he's, it was he's very trying to protect sweet. me. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think both that, that um, pride and, you know, you, I, I, I got a sense as, as well and, I, you know, it could have been wrong that his hackles were a little bit raised as well and he just <laughs> wanted you to, I guess, be successful in your own right. Yeah, and I, you know, we're all really protective of each other. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm actually really glad that he said that because it is just a bit of fun. This is a novel. It's chiclet, you know. There's fashion, there's love, a few raunchy bits, which I hope he hasn't read. Um, and, you know, all sorts of bits and pieces. So um, yeah, I, I'm glad that he said that. It is fun. Great shoes as well. I, I, I like the many references oh. to great shoes. I've had so much fun with the shoes, can I tell you, because when I wrote this book, I was in Beijing because that's where I live, and um, and I was really craving going shoe shopping. And uh, my feet are way too big to buy shoes in Beijing. They're a size 10. I know, shock horror. Um, so I thought, why not shop online and, and write it as Ruby? <laughs> so I wrote my fantasy shoe collection in this book. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> we all, we'd all enjoy that. And, I mean, you're obviously very defensive of your, of, of your dad as well. And in a way, the, the book, um, and it, uh, it does predict that in a really sort of eerie way, but in a way it's almost kind of reverse because Ruby is, is, is with Gabriel Brennan, the new, the new PM, on, on her campaign, and, and you're sort of on the other side of that. How did how did that feel when you stood behind beside him at that lectern when he he was stood down as PM? Were, were you as as proud of him? Um, I was extremely proud of him and had never been prouder. Um, in fact, I um, standing there that day it was really difficult. Um, and I but I didn't want to be anywhere else. I needed to be there to support him uh, and to support the rest of my family and. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was pretty hard. My mum told me beforehand to use the tip of my tongue to tickle the roof of my mouth if I thought I was going to cry. Did that work? Which, no, not yeah. at all. I just looked like a complete goose. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but you're right. I mean, Ruby's not working for um, for Gabrielle Brennan. She's she's working for Max Masters at the opposition leader in his campaign. Um, so, yeah, the shoe's kind of on the other foot. And... Is it hard not to? I mean, you obviously got a good um, a good understanding of of politics, having lived so close with it. But is it hard not to feel angry when it's hard not to take it personally when it is your own life? Not really. I think any family accepts when they when a person that they love goes into public life that anything could happen, and um, and that the decision to put yourself in public life is a decision to open yourself up to criticism. Naturally, you know, we live in a democracy and uh, and, and our public figures should be uh, questioned as, as much as possible. Um, but, you know, in terms of anger, I just don't think it's productive to carry around a, a bucket load of bitterness and resentment. I, I really don't. Um, so I am just going around talking to wonderful people like you about this book that I've written. Do you feel any any angst towards um, Julia Gillard, any resentment, or is it too hard to say that a couple of days out from an election? No, no, it's it's not that at all. I, I really don't feel any of that. I've, I am... 
I'm out there talking about my book and having a really great time doing so. And I accept that politics is politics and it's a, it's a rough and tough business. Um, yeah, and I'm just um, moving forward. <laughs> Another caller that rung in to ask, could a film be made of the book? They think it sounds like great material that would really lend itself to one. Oh, can you give me that caller's number? That sounds like, a, particularly if they're a filmmaker, that would be fantastic. I would love to see Ruby made into a film. She's I a great character. Would. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, she feels like a best friend to me. When I wrote her, I felt like she was almost dictating to me. The dialogue came to me really easily, like she was sitting next to me and telling me what came next. So um, she's wonderful to work with and I'd love to see who might play her. Will she be in your next book, do you think? Have you decided what uh, that will be about or started writing it? I, I've got a few ideas up my sleeve. I started writing a few things um, and I really need to make a decision about what's going what's to happen next, whether I, whether I pursue writing Ruby, which I think I would love. It would be too soon to give up on Ruby or whether I move on to something else. I'm not sure. You have to wait and see. That could be how the backstabbing first female PM gets dumped days after snap election or how the budgie smuggling opposition leader gets dumped after the snap election. Who knows? I should hook you up with my publisher. We could co-write. <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> to talk to you, Jessica. And you. Thank you so much for having me on the program, Gillian.